Hey, welcome to the Epic Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad Mitchell, and besides being a husband and a father to four wonderful children, I am also a small business owner. And I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm co-hosting with Chad. And not only am I a husband and father of two, but I am also a pastor. So we're going to talk about leadership and whether you are in the marketplace or the ministry, I think the Epic Leadership Podcast can encourage and enhance your leadership. Here we go. All right, well, welcome back, hey, to another Epic Leadership Podcast. Bobby, it's July. Here July. we are. Man, middle of the summer, or uh, at least it feels like it this uh, past week with the heat. But uh, yes. hope you have a good, safe 4th of July uh, coming up here. Or maybe you're watching this later and you already had a 4th of July. And if you have all your digits, we count that as that's a, a win. win. So <laughs> That's a and, win. Uh, and we have all of ours for those of you watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on audio, just – uh, just, <laughs> just take our word for it. All 10 fingers still accounted for, but, uh, we are excited today because we said we'd have a special guest each, uh, episode this summer. And, uh, so we have an opportunity today to have April Agate with us. April, welcome to the Epic Leadership Thank you. Podcast. Glad to be here. So we're, we're excited because, uh, April, uh, is on the school board, Blue Springs School Board. That's how actually we met. Yep. Uh, a couple years back, has served in that role for a couple years. Uh, came on right in the middle of COVID, so that was fun. That was exciting. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. always exciting <laughs> to reminisce about that. Yeah, let's yeah we go backwards, yeah. shall we? And uh, this is not about COVID. In fact, that's the last time we're going to say that. But um, but I'm excited. And then Chad, you've had a chance. Just a little bit to, to get to know April, but we kind of said, hey, we'd love to have April on here. Uh, one, to give us a perspective on everyday leaders, which we're going to mm-hmm. go there. But before we do, maybe introduce yourself. What uh, what would be good for our listening audience to know about you? Okay. Um, I am a mom and a wife. I have four children um, ranging in the ages from six to 12, and um, my professional background is in education. Um, I taught full-time for 11 years, um, and then I took some time off, but then you can't get me away from the classroom. So then I was back subbing and then coaching volleyball and um, recently teaching future teachers um, and mentoring them, first-year teachers. And then I also do some adjunct work for a local university and am able to teach future educators there. So, And I think you have a master's, is it in curriculum and instruction? Yes, Yeah, that's so the teaching background for sure. Uh, your, your family, uh, so I had a chance to meet Dan a couple of times, but yep. the boys, uh, and you got two daughters, two boys, yep. the boys crack me up because they're always trying to stab me with their lightsabers. They are. So they full of energy <laughs> and, and then the two girls, twins, yes. actually, yes. who are almost, almost the same age as my daughter. They yes. played volleyball together, yep. one of your girls and my oldest, Natalie. Uh, so background in education, uh, family. Uh, we talked about the school board, but also last year, and I know you're not going to say this about yourself, but I'll say it as we go in because you received what I think is a very cool award from the Latinx community on uh, leadership. 
change yeah. agent, right? Is that yeah. what? It was? Yes, yes, it was for a local um, area people. They chose twenty five of us, um, and I think they do that every year. And um, it was for people who they feel like are making positive um, changes in the um, community. So yes, it was the Change Maker Award. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, so April, I know you serve on kind of several different nonprofit boards, yep. and we're actually privileged that this year you stepped onto our Epic Foundation board. Yes, and have already been a catalyst to help us connect with some <laughs> other nonprofit groups. So. So many things we can say about your background, but we're excited to have you on. So, uh, so Chad, we're going to talk about everyday leaders. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things we've talked about before in this podcast. We've tried to drill down. Everyone who listens is a leader or should be or can be. This is not just for people in the business community who own their own businesses or they're in management or leadership. Hopefully, this podcast is for everybody because everybody has a chance to be a leader. Yeah, exactly. And and just kind of listen to April's background and introduction. I mean, she can't help but be a leader, right? I mean, four <laughs> kids, that's leadership in itself, yeah. right? Yeah. And then all of the things that you do with education, just so appreciative of everything that you do for our kids and those kind of things. So uh do appreciate that, but excited to just learn from you <laughs> on just kind of the everyday leader topic because I think that's something that all of our listeners would be able to benefit from. So. Awesome to have you here. Yeah, Thank and you. we we do that with our guests. We just kind of say, "What are you passionate about?" And the first thing when asking you that, it was almost like you didn't have to think about it, right? It yeah. Just, yeah. So something in there for you relates when it comes to everyday. Life. What is that? Talk to us about what what does that mean to you? Yeah, um, I think that everyone has an opportunity to lead in their own way. I think oftentimes we wait for someone to ask us to step up. But there's so many of us that are capable of doing things in our own space. And I think that we should take that opportunity and, and understand that you don't have to be perfect to be a leader. You just have to want to help others grow and want to do better. So what's an example? So in your, in your life, obviously <laughs> this is something that you've practiced. You can wait for somebody to ask you, but <laughs> instead, what's an example for you of just saying, Hey, I see a need. I see a void. I see something that needs me to step in and I stepped in. I know there's many examples, I'm sure, but what's one or two that maybe come to your mind? Um, I think that probably most recently with the school board, I mean, um, I, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, if I had envisioned myself in a position like that, um, I'd probably say, no, I'm not, I'm not qualified enough. I don't know enough. I don't have enough experience. And um, I just think that after having my own children and I felt like you know, obviously my background's in education. So I thought maybe I could be a good fit. I learned more. I had wanted to be involved. Um, and I thought, you know, I'm not going to let fear stop me from trying something that where I think I can make a difference and have a good impact. And so, um, I went for it and it's been a really great experience. I feel very, um, blessed to be able to do that. Um, so, I mean, I think that's probably one of the most recent. So what, okay. So that, and, and that was a couple of years ago that yeah. you got elected. Um, with an overwhelming majority, I might add, by the way. <laughs> but what what helped you go from I don't necessarily know or the fear to the actual putting your name on the ballot? I mean, what helped you move forward in that? Um, I think the for me it was the the need that I felt to make a difference. And I think that um I whenever I choose to say yes to things, I think what are the areas that I can make the most impact in? Because that's where I want to focus my time. Mm. And and I think that was what I thought, what is the biggest thing that I feel like I can do successfully with um, the skills that I have 
And, you know, and I thought if, if it doesn't happen, that's okay. At least I tried. Right. Um, and yeah. Maybe, so. maybe that holds people back. The, the idea of failure, right? For like, sure. so at least I tried. I, I wish people had more of that mindset. Right. Because yeah. what's the worst thing that could have happened? Worst thing, you put your name out there. Right. You put some time, you right. put some effort in, you don't get elected. Yeah. But is that worse than not doing it, not knowing, right? and maybe still creating ripples, good ripples mm-hmm. as a result of doing that? I mean, I, I don't know. Is that – Yeah, I think – and I think then you – when you don't go for something that you may be – you know, perfect for that, um, then you have that regret piece, right? And sometimes um, the process of going for something, maybe we don't get that position or we don't get that spot that we wanted. But I think the connections that you make possibly through that um, can maybe lend itself to have other opportunities to make changes. I hear Coach April coming out. So (laughs) you've also played volleyball, played college volleyball. Yeah. Coach volleyball. Yes. Um, I know your uncle was coach volleyball for years. Yes, he's well known in the area. Well known in the area, and and my daughter got a chance to play for you just on a rec team. Yeah, but even the intentionality that went into that. Do you think coaching and that mindset that you have? Because because what I just heard you say is sometimes you don't get it, but it's the process. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's probably true with sports, right? Like sometimes oh, yeah. you don't. Get on the A team or right. sometimes you don't make the team right. or you don't get as much playing time. Yeah. But it's what you can learn in the journey. Is that – do you think that plays into your leadership? I think so. I mean there's many times that I didn't get, you know, the starting position that I wanted or I we didn't win the championship or we didn't, you know. But I do think that, um, yeah, the process and the things that you go through to get there are really just um, help you with your life skills and help um, you be able to – work through that adversity and that kind of thing. And I think that's, those are really good skills to have. All right, Chad. So I'm going to kick it over to you. I yeah. think April set us up well, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, because if the only people that are leading are the people that get selected, yeah. you know, whether that's in sports, whether that's in life, whether that's on a school board, uh, one, we wouldn't have too many people leading. And, and maybe more importantly, the people that are really leading in the background are oftentimes the ones that are the best leaders right? because they're not doing it to just be selected or they're not just team captain. What are your thoughts on that, your experience? Yeah, so it, here's here's what's interesting to me, Bobby, is, is in my experience with leadership, most of your outspoken leaders is what I'm going to call them are just what we would call natural-born leaders, right? Um, natural born leaders, they, they just, they just, they have that knack just to lead. But some of the most influential leaders within my career, some of the most influential leaders within my business have actually been people similar to what April said, similar to having a fear of leading. But she knew she was passionate. She knew that she could make an impact and she went ahead and overcame that fear and stepped forward. Bobby, what I found to be true in, in in my career and in my business is those people who do that actually provide, in a lot of cases, more benefit to a team than those who just think they can lead all the time. Does that make sense? And and, and I'm not I'm not talking down to those everyday born leaders, but what I am saying is there are listeners out there that we that listen to this podcast that in their mind. They're not a leader or they could never take a leadership role. And, and I would say to that, 
I would say come out of your comfort zone just like April did. Come out of your comfort zone because there is always something to provide that maybe leaders like yourself or I are not seeing. Because what we do is, is Bobby, sometimes we fly pretty high. We fly at the 30,000-foot view, and, and, and a lot of times we've talked about that. But I think what April's able to provide is, hey, you guys are missing the bigger picture. Take a look at the more detail-oriented as far from a school school board position. Looking at this from a mom's perspective, not necessarily a leader's perspective. Mm -hmm. So I guess I would have the question for you is after you overcame the fear, after you get elected and and you – and you come onto the school board, you step into your first meeting, which probably was a little bit of overwhelming mm-hmm. there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But now this far into it, what has April learned about herself since then? Hmm. <laughs> um, I'm capable of doing things, I think, that are uncomfortable. I think um, that's something that I want. I try to look at things and think about what I would want my kids to think, right, and what how I would encourage them. Uh, because when I just think about myself, it's, it's, ugh, you know, it's yeah. hard. But I think now that, um, I look at things with a different perspective, it's like, I am capable of doing this and, and I can do it. And how would I encourage others to do this and, and my children? And so I try to look at it from that, um, yeah. perspective. Yeah. So That's- I want to, I like what, what both of you've kind of hit on here. So natural born leaders, so I think it was George Barna in one of his books, he talked about the difference in habitual leaders is the term that he used versus situational leaders. The example that he gave was he said, take a husband and a wife. And and he's not saying one is habitual and situational all the time. But what he was saying is let's just say normally uh, one of them deals with all the school stuff. Mm-hmm. So anything related to the kid, any – could be discipline problems or could just be issues, but that spouse is out of town. So therefore, the call comes. Now, the person who's not the habitual leader in the situation is sort of forced to lead. They're thrown in situationally. And so he uses that as an example. But but the bigger picture was some people are habitual leaders. They, they, they lead by nature. Um, those are people that sometimes struggle to listen. Because they just walk into a room and they feel the need to lead, that can be a problem. But then there's the people who are thrust into situations, who lead situationally. And I often think that what we hear from a lot are people that we think of as just habitual leaders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we think, well, they're the expert. They're the natural born leader. They they do this naturally. And, and there's truth in some of that. But I think what we miss is this everyday leadership of – I'm a mom. Therefore, I'm leading by example on a school board. Even I want my kids to feel empowered and and to have that courage, right? And not to take anything away, April, because I think in many ways you are a habitual leader, a natural born leader. So we're not trying to box you into that. But I think what we're saying is in some of the roles that people wouldn't consider leadership, you're a mom. You're you're leading. You're leading by example. You're a dad. You're leading. You're – you don't just have to be, and I think that's the key. You don't just have to be in a position of leadership mm-hmm. to be a person who's a leader. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So talk to us about uh, one of the things was the the why and the why not because I love your take on this when it comes to just kind of leadership or stepping up. 
how do you look at why or why not or that whole question? Yeah, I I think so many times it's it's like, oh, well, why would I be good at this and why why? But I think the better question is, but why not me? Why why not? I mean, it's just it goes with that. Just go for it, even though that's I think that's the biggest hurdle taking that first step, right? I think that's hardest. We hit we hit a kind of a roadblock, and then we don't want to take that first step, and so we just don't do anything versus trying something and then maybe ending up. Short, but you've at least made some difference or made a step towards that. Yeah. So when did you, when do you first feel like you learned that lesson or started to realize that in your life? Was it with sports? Was it with education? That whole idea, why not me? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think probably through education, you know, as a new teacher, when I was 22, it was very intimidating. Um, I think even though I was in front of at that time, fifth graders all day, um, but being in front of a classroom and leading in front of a classroom, you're the adult in the room, even though at 22, sometimes you don't feel like an adult. Um, but I think that forced me to be like, okay, um, you can do this. And then just little steps along the way. And um Having some great mentors, that was nice to see how how they've grown and follow in their footsteps. Um, but yeah, I think through education for sure, um, and then just little things. I I had opportunities placed my way. I got to be like a content leader for my science content team, and you know, teaching and and things like that. And, and that's when I started realizing that oh, other people might see me as a leader in some way. So maybe, maybe I do have qualities. Maybe I, you know, and I think that's, that was helpful Mm -hmm. to have other people see me from that view. So it's, it's interesting what she's saying here. And Bobby, let me kind of put you on the spot here and let me ask you a question. If you were to go to your wife and you were to ask her, are you a leader? What would her answer be? Well, I think that answer would have changed over the years. I yeah. think uh, early on in our marriage and definitely before our marriage, she would say, no, not a leader. Yeah. I think the reason it's changed is because of conversations just like this, yeah. where in certain capacities, she feels like, yes, I- I'm a leader. Um, when it comes to our kids, I'm a leader. I'm a role model for our two girls. Sure. I'm helping lead them to develop and grow as young women. Um, I think she would say, if you're talking about, am I like the leader as in uh, Epic Church? No, she doesn't want that. But am I a leader by example, hopefully for other women? Yes. And so I think that answer, honestly, Chad, has changed as she has started to grasp and understand this whole idea of everyday leaders. And so I would say, I, I like April's take off of why not, I would kind of say, who's not? Right. Like, who out there listening to this podcast is not a leader? Because if you're not, I don't think it has anything to do with you're not supposed to be a leader. Yeah. You just might not be taking the opportunity. Maybe fear's holding you back. Maybe you're asking the wrong question. Why me versus why not me? Because everybody had maybe it goes back to what is leadership. Yeah. And and I think it can sometimes have a stereotype to it, right? You know, sometimes when when people think of leaders, they think of people that get up in front of a group and they lead an entire team and and they're and they're giving these big motivational speeches and hey, we're we're rallying around the troops, but I, Bobby in in my career, I can't tell you that there has been numerous times where I've actually went to my wife who if I asked her, "Hey, are you a leader?" 
she's probably going to tell me no because she's not looking at it from the perspective of being a mom, of being a a a, a motivational person for, for other women. She's looking at this from the perspective of the stereotype of leadership. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get – I could never get up in front and lead a team. What she doesn't realize is is all of the things that I run by her, it's just content for me that I'm going to use for leadership. Does that make sense? So I'm the spokesperson for it, but it's her yeah. ideas and I'm going to take the credit. Yeah. It's awesome. It works yeah. out great. You're, you're the, you're the face that's and, right. and she's the brains yeah. and really she has a better face too. So that's kind of messed up, Chad, but that's true out. for all of us, right? That's, that's yeah. true for me too. No, I think, I, I think as we're drilling down on this, the only reason I say that about Vanessa is because of conversations like this. Yeah. Cause just like Carrie, uh, she would probably feel positionally no, I'm not a leader. Right. I'm not the one that is the lead pastor. I'm not the one on the school board or I'm not the one, but, but she is leading and she's leading well in the areas that she is leading. And I think that's one of those things that we've confused leadership with position. We've confused leadership with boss, leadership with manager, leadership with, with title. That's really what we've, it is. And, and while, you should be, and you are a leader as a boss. Doesn't mean you're a good one, but you yeah. are a leader. Uh, you're also a leader when you're not a boss, and maybe that's what's more important, right? Because right. that's what most people can relate to. So I want to come back to that, April. So uh, maybe help us understand this to someone who might be listening, who's just been asking that question: Why me versus why not me? What would you what would you say to that person to just kind of encourage them to say you you are a leader or that you have leadership potential? What would you how would you encourage them? Is it what's their next step? Maybe maybe that's the best thing. It, what would you do or what have you done in those situations to put yourself in a position to say why not me versus continuing to ask the question why me? Yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of us, like I like to look at what my overarching goals are. And and for me, a lot of my things that I'm involved in have to do with education, right? And teachers and um and that kind of thing and people with disabilities. I like those are kind of my things that I really am passionate about. And so I think that then I start looking in that area and say, where is their opportunity? Is there opportunities for me to mentor other people, right? Is there opportunities for me to volunteer? Um and that kind of thing. So I think you try to look at what um, what tangible thing can I do? Um, I think it's good to start with a mentor. Start with someone who is maybe in a position where you might want to be and, and ask them questions. How did you get there? What are some of the steps that you took to get to where you are? Okay. Yeah. So what am I passionate about? Yeah. That's kind of like that old, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I think it was Popeye the Sailor Man when he would say something, I've had all I can stands, I can't stands no more, right? (laughs) Like that, what am I passionate about? Sometimes that comes from discontent though, Mm -hmm. right? Like something's wrong, Mm -hmm. there's a wrong that needs writing, uh, so to speak, or sometimes it just comes from, I just really love this. I love education uh, or I I feel like there's a gap when it comes to whatever that that pocket Mm -hmm. is. So passion Mm -hmm. and look for opportunity, And then someone who can help you get there. Yeah. And, and that's what I think. I think the reality is there are a lot of people wanting to help other people get mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But they're waiting for somebody to say, Hey, can you help me? 
Can you talk to me? Can you meet with me? Matter of fact, it's one of the things I've learned about this. Anytime you get lunch with somebody that you feel like is a leader that you want to learn from, the best thing that you can do is not ask them for anything tangible. It's ask them questions, Mm -hmm. right? Soak it in. Soak it in. And most people I've found are totally open to that. They could ask for money a lot, probably, especially if they're in an organization or something that maybe does that. But when you're asking questions, Mm -hmm. then I found that most people are pretty willing to pass that information on. Yeah. And I think that's an untapped resource. So I think that's good. That's helpful. Chad? So, April, here's a a question I've got for you because education is near and dear to your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, You both serve on the Blue Springs School Board, so I do appreciate both your service on that. You know, over the last few years, um, education has, has, has probably changed a little bit because we've had to adapt to some certain things. Um, I think if you listen to the, the media out there that the, the need for teachers right now is, is pretty big, right? Mm-hmm. We need more teachers and, and you guys have a lot of programs going on at the Blue Springs School District to kind of grow your own teachers within mm-hmm. your own district. And I, and I think that's such a great program. What advice would you give? to those seniors out there that might be on the fence a little bit about whether they want to go into education right now. Because I think that the only way we we get through this education thing is to continue to grow these teachers and to continue to to educate them on, on how important it is in that role. What advice would you have to those that might be on the fence on whether they want to go into education or not? Oh, <laughs> um, I think, you know, the thing with becoming an educator, it's um, one of those things. It's probably one of the hardest jobs that I think are out there. Um, the great thing about it is you have a um, ability to make an impact on kids every single day. Um, and, and I think that's beautiful to be able to do that and those, you know, be part of these kids' lives. Um, I think, though, that we need to push for some changes, um, not just at the school board level. I think a lot of times this is bigger than just the school board level. Um, I think that also, you know, for kids like that, just where can you make the biggest difference? And, and that's what I found that I loved about teaching. I could, I could make a big impact because I had, you know, 150 kids that I taught every day and, and I was able to do that. And I think that's just a wonderful privilege to have. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that's, I think that's huge because again, you know, our teachers within the educational environment are some of the best leaders out there, right? I mean, they're, they're teaching these kids and, and, and a lot of times I think what happens, Bobby, is, is sometimes as parents, we might be just think, well, they'll pick that up at school. Well, the reality of it is, is this has got to be a partnership program, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's not only a teacher sure. leading, yeah. but it's also leading from home and those kind of things to give the, to give our kids the best chance to succeed, yeah. right? Yes. You know, Chad, this whole conversation of everyday leaders, to me, teachers are such a great example of an everyday leader. Yeah. Um, because I think if you ask a lot of our teachers the same question, do you feel like you're a leader? If they're putting it in an organizational box, right, a hierarchical structure of some kind, they're probably going to say, no, I'm not the building principal. I'm not an administrative or district leader. But we're talking about everyday leaders. Who has the most influence on that child? The teacher. We realize that. And while I agree it's a partnership 100 percent, 
you know, to think that somebody's going to spend, you know, several hours, six, seven hours a day with your kid. Um, so maybe in the elementary, it's one person, or as April mentioned from middle school where you have so many kids an hour at a time, but that's significant. And, and so if you view yourself as a leader in that role, I think you're going to have a different perspective on your ability to influence and impact. I think if you just say, well, I'm just a teacher, uh, you're so much more than Mm -hmm. that. You're teaching content, but you're leading young people and young minds. And so, April, I like what you said as far as what would what would you say to that person? Maybe they're a student, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're already kind of in a career and they're just mm-hmm. thinking about, well, I've got a degree, what I want to go into teaching. And I love what you said. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Let's not make any – we're not going to soften this thing up. Yeah. Education is not easy. It's never been easy. I will say one of the things that frustrates me is sometimes the way people talk about it now is – it used to be easy. Now it's hard. Oh, no, no, no. It's Education never been always easy. been yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> is it harder? Probably in many respects yeah. it yeah. is yeah. because of the challenges we deal with. But it is hard. But I can't think of a greater way to make an everyday impact. I mean if you yeah. want to talk about every day you have the opportunity to make an impact, I can't think of too many other ways that you have other than teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for that person who says I really want to impact – uh, people, I, you know, I say, well, go into teaching, you know, you don't have to be a content expert. I mean, that stuff comes with time and with mm-hmm, training. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think April, I, we've had this conversation offline before, but I'm not looking for the smartest person in the room. I want the one who cares about kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those kids will learn from somebody that cares about them. They won't necessarily learn from the person just because of their intellect or, IQ. So yeah. uh, let's let's kind of come full circle. So if you were to put leadership, I don't want to say one word, it can be one word, but what's another word or phrase or a way for you to describe leadership? Because I think that's the hang up for people sometimes. They hear the word leadership. Oh, I'm not a leader. Well, what does leadership mean to you? If you're able to define leadership, what would you say? Hmm. Um, someone who wants to make a positive change. I think that's really what yeah. leadership is, at least from my view. Yeah. yeah. And that's – it's it's interesting. I love asking that question because in the program I'm in currently with organizational leadership, that's one of the things that we look up all these definitions of leadership and there's so many. And honestly, most of them are pretty wordy and they're pretty mm-hmm. academic and all that. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago, leadership is influence. I think Maxwell mm-hmm. – said it that way. I like when people have kind of a simple thing mm-hmm. and somebody who wants to make an impact. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're listening and you say, I'm the type of person who wants to make an impact, good. Okay. So you've answered the question. You've gone from why me yeah. to why not me? Mm-hmm. I want to make an impact. April said, take your passion, look for opportunity, find a mentor or somebody who's willing to just help you answer the questions that you have. And all of a sudden, you've positioned yourself to be a leader. And that's where I think the opportunities follow that. Don't you? Have you found like when you step up to do one thing, the doors will open? For sure. Yes. And and I think I think to kind of bring this full circle, you know, let's let's reemphasize the the why not me? Right. Why not me? Well, it should be you. I mean, because who can say they don't want to make an impact? Who can say they don't want to make a difference, mm-hmm. right? You might not be the the most vocal person out there. That doesn't mean you can't lead, mm-hmm. right? So I would tie onto that why not me 
and just ask the simple question to our listeners, Bobby, why not now? Just mm-hmm. start, right? Whether it be you, you, you take a small role within a volleyball team mm-hmm. or whether that be you take a small role within a, within a, another civic organization as a leadership role. I think if you build upon that, we are all leaders. It's just the matter of how in front of the organization we want to be or what we can provide for the organization that will determine what type of leader you are. And, and Chad, you're right. Those opportunities are out there. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, how many people are looking for volunteer coaches Yeah, or volunteers to step in and, and, and serve in some capacity? So it's not a lack of opportunity. It, it's, it's probably a lack of either I believe that I can lead or I, I don't know if I'm gifted enough or talented fear, right? But once you start to say, why not me? It changes the perspective. Yeah. Not arrogance, but confidence. True. Mm-hmm. And, and April, I, I'm glad that you stepped up because I certainly have watched the past couple of years on the school board and before really knowing you. And I believe our board is better because of what you've brought to it. Thank but you. had you not stepped yeah. up, fear of what if I don't get elected or, yeah. you know, I don't know. What if there's so many what ifs out there? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where we would be and I don't know who would be in that position. And, and they might have done a really great job. But the point is, is you did step up and I think our school district is better. And Chad, as a parent who still has kids in the school district, <laughs> yeah. only one more year. <laughs> I know you're almost at Nesters, but not yet. But and then for someone who will have at least one child in the district mm-hmm. for the next 12 years, um, I'm really glad that you stepped up to lead. I know job one is glad that you stepped up <laughs> to serve. Uh, Eyes right here, glad that yeah. you've stepped up to serve. The Epic Foundation, <laughs> that you stepped up to serve. But at the very everyday leadership level, your kids are glad. They don't realize it yet, <laughs> but that you've stepped yeah. up to be an example. Uh, and so thanks for re- representing not just the Latinx community, not just – Women, even though I think those are really important, people mm-hmm. need to see. Yeah. We talked about that in education. It's hard yeah. for people to want to go into teaching if they don't see teachers that look like them. Yeah, for sure. So not, but not just for those communities, the community at large, really glad that you've stepped up. So final thought, final word on everyday leadership. What's, what's one thing you just want to leave with the people that are listening? That don't let fear stand in your way of being able to um, make some positive changes in your community. Yep. The change is just on the other side of the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just got to take the step. So appreciate you being with us. Uh, Chad, why don't you close us out, preview uh, August as we uh, finish up the summer. You bet. April, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Um, been awesome to have you. And again, back to our listeners, just why not me? Why not now? We're all leaders at some point. Um, do what you can to make a difference, right? Yes. Do what you can to make a difference. Hey, we're looking forward to next month. Special guest, Bobby, we can't even release who it is. It's going to be that special. It's a big surprise, right? Chad. Big so a uh, special guest, that'll be our final guest for the summer. Unless we decide to add some more, who knows how that's going to go, Bobby? Who knows? Hey, here's what I know. No matter how or who it is that, that we have, they always make us look better. So Absolutely. 100%. Maybe we should have more special guests more often. So. <laughs> that doesn't take much, my friend. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining the Epic Leadership Podcast. As always, uh, if this has been helpful to you, leave us one of those reviews. That always helps get the content out to more people. It's been a pleasure to sit down with April here. Bobby, it's always good to see you. We'll, guys, we'll see you guys next month as we talk more about leadership in August. Take care, guys. 
Thanks for joining the Epic Leadership Podcast. Man, this is just fun for Bobby and I just to kind of talk back and forth and hopefully give you some good insights into some leadership as of a couple different industries. And if you've enjoyed it, we would love to have a good review. Uh, give us a five-star rating if you can. Share it with some friends. If you didn't like it, then tune in again next time, and we will try to do better. We'll see you next time, guys.